This is Dr. Ronald Hoffman. As you know, I'm a big proponent of CBD to tonify the endocannabinoid system. I've found that it helps people relax and can support restful sleep, a real breakthrough in herbal products. The CBD brand I take personally and recommend to my patients is Plus CBD from CV Sciences. And now I'm excited about a new natural wellness line from Plus CBD, CBD Calm and CBD Sleep. CBD Calm helps ease tension, soothe irritability, and contributes to a greater sense of contentment through a blend of Plus CBD's award-winning full-spectrum CBD, plus L-theanine, and 5-HTP. CBD Sleep aids occasional sleeplessness with CBD plus melatonin, as well as soothing magnolia bark extract and relaxing lemon balm so you can get the rest you need and wake up alert and focused. Both products are backed by science with clinically researched active ingredients. To learn more and to order, visit pluscbdoil.com Hoffman and use coupon code Hoffman30 for 30% off. That's pluscbdoil.com slash Hoffman. Welcome to today's Intelligent Medicine Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Ronald Hoffman. Today, we're going to take a look at uh, the concept of immunity and how to optimize it, and specifically the application of a suite of supplements to the problem of immunity. Uh, with us today is Dr. John Troop. He's a PhD, Chief Science and Regulatory Officer of Vital Nutrients. Uh, interesting background. He has a master's in science uh, and uh, in exercise physiology from Ball State University, a PhD in human metabolism and bioenergetics from Marquette University. And then he went on to diversify his qualifications by getting an MBA at Harvard Business School. Now he's a nutrition industry veteran and he's chief science and regulatory officer for Vital Nutrients. And in the past, we've talked to him about uh, their unique offerings in the omega-3 Sphere. There's uh, EPA and DHA that's uh, derived from fish, but there's also uh, vegan products. We talked about uh, specific pro-resolving mediators or SPMs uh, that can be obtained from those products. Uh, today, we're going to talk about uh, immunity. Uh, so without further ado, here's Dr. Trope. Uh, so welcome again. Thanks for joining us once again, Dr. Trope. Yeah, it's great to be here. Thanks for uh, your time today and being with you, Dr. Hoffman. Indeed. So uh, before we get into, you know, specific things that uh, help immunity, uh, help us to dispel the notion that and I think people have a simplistic notion of immunity. They think it's either high or low, and it, and it kind of works like, uh, you know, one of those uh, rheostats, you know, like a dimmer switch. And, you know, it's low, you get sick all the time. And if it's high, you're in great shape. It's all good. Uh, is that a Reductionist concept about uh, how immunity works in humans. You know, it's it's pretty close. I, you know, the other the other analogy that I think that I might use to describe it is is, is not only that, but also it's kind of like, you know, you, you want to have an uh, immune system that's able to respond to some kind of an environmental insult. You know, whatever that environment might be, you know, virus, bacteria, whatever. Um, so you you want it to be like a gun that's loaded. And the trigger might be cocked, but it's not ready to take action until that insult, insult causes the shot to be fired. And so I look at an immune system as having to be at a readiness. So it is like your rheostat uh, example. So it's at the ready, 
but it has to be activated quickly when needed. Indeed. But you know, to, even to use your example of the uh, the loaded gun, uh, are we not concerned about uh, the potential for collateral damage? You know, if, if the gun fires, you know, uh, in an attempt to uh, stop the perpetrator, uh, there could be collateral damage. There could be uh, innocent bystanders who get hit, you know, like, uh, uh, you know, joints, uh, uh, brain, uh, yeah. you know, et cetera. Yeah, that's, that's right. And actually what you're describing, I, uh, sounds to me really more like kind of like an autoimmune issue, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like an overreactive, uh, immune system that starts attacking itself, you know, and, and its own body, right? So certainly that, that's always the case. Um, but you know, the other thing I guess I'd like to point out that I think is important for everybody is the immune system. And if it's left kind of unregulated or, uh, uh unbalanced, it basically, leads to progression to inflammation, right? And so the immune system is the body's natural way of protecting itself and healing itself, right? So so that's really an important concept. So the readiness of the immune system to protect and keep people healthy or to be able to facilitate and accelerate healing in an appropriate and targeted way, to your point, is really critical. And that's that's why balancing and making sure your immune responsiveness is is as good as it needs to be, especially in, in the times that we live in. And, you know, specifically, when we're talking about uh, supplements, uh, that's not the, the whole name of the game, because uh, lifestyle factors play a major role in how ready we are to respond to pathogens appropriately, right? Like, you know, diet, exercise, yeah. and so on, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think there's probably three or four key states of life or, or, you know, life status, if you will, that put everyone at higher risk of having, um, say, a poor responding immune system. And so it's a lack of exercise. It's a poor diet. It's also uh, being overweight or obese. Um, it, it's actually even just a normal process of aging. And so those four issues, you know, right out of the gate, basically, those people are at higher risk for having a poor responding immune system. And that's why they really need to, to take that lifestyle uh, change seriously and start doing something about it. Part of that could be supplementation with better nutrition, but diet and exercise go a long way uh, also in parallel. So there's not one answer. There are several answers. Indeed. And, and I think uh, this, the current pandemic has been really a, a teachable moment when it comes to uh, the term that nobody had ever heard of, but now is in the popular vernacular, which is comorbidities. Comorbidities, the things that make you more yeah. susceptible to uh, infection and the, uh, the the deleterious consequences thereof. You know, it's one thing to, to catch, right. uh, you know, have a bacterial infection or have a viral infection, but then it's how your body responds. So it, it's, yeah, it's exposure, yeah, it's masking, yeah, it's, you know, antiviral medications and, you know, potentially, uh, you know, these uh, powerful drugs. But it, the terrain matters, you know, your, 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 your personal yeah. uh, inventory of uh, assets and liabilities. Yeah, definitely. You know, 60% of the American population today has an underlying inflammatory uh, system that's, that's, I'm going to call it dysfunctional, which basically means that the immune system was allowed to progress to the point where there's elevated inflammation. 40% of that 60% are people who have comorbidities, you know, two or, two or more comorbidities. So it's, it's a serious issue and, and the immune system is responsible 
for the progression to or the avoidance of inflammation. Inflammation then leads into chronic disease states. And then there's the usual issues that we all are familiar with, both acute and chronic issues, so that if you've got a poor responding immune system on top of all that in the wintertime and you catch a cold, that's an acute response that that uh, is a result of a poor responding immune system. And isn't it the case that, you know, some of the things that, uh, you know, we're unhappy about, you know, like fever and uh, excess mucus secretion, uh, these are part of the natural ways that our body copes with infection. Uh, you know, there's a kind of uh, yeah. a feeling of malaise, which which slows us down and then we rest. You know, it's, it's it forces yeah. us into rest mode. Uh, you know, sometimes a loss of appetite. And some studies have said suggested, you know, feed a cold, starve a fever. Uh, so, so right. some of these manifestations are, are actually natural and, uh, uh, to be supported and encouraged as long as they don't result in, in grievous harm to us. Right. Yeah. That, no, that's, that, that's absolutely the case. And, um, you know, a lot of these early poor, say, dietary practices, as an example, or exposure to environmental, uh, issues also lead to increased, uh, production of, um, oxidation uh, particles, if you will, in the body, right? And so I'm not sure everybody fully appreciates this, but if you have increased oxidation in your body because of a variety of these exposed issues, that leads to a higher response to the immune system that leads to an inflammatory response. So these systems are all tied together, and um, that's why you really have to be on your game, if you will, and, and uh, do whatever you can be to try to minimize uh, that while optimizing the immune system. Well, that's actually a nice segue to, to some of the immune support uh, products that we're going to talk about today, because uh, one of the premier antioxidants uh, is N-acetylcysteine, or NAC, N-A-C. Uh, and that's uh, part of uh, the suite of, of vital nutrients uh, products that we're going to talk about today, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so... And acetylcysteine has been uh, has been around for quite some time, and there's a lot of really great scientific support and clinical outcome data showing how it works in both an antioxidant system as well as an immune classic immune response. Okay, folks. At this point, let's pause and allow one of our sponsors this opportunity to share a vital message with you. If chocolate is your weakness, the real chocolate decadence of Flava Naturals Performance Chocolate can be your strength. I've been searching high and low for cocoa products that deliver meaningful amounts of healthful flavanols with great flavor and minimal sugar. So I'm thrilled to have found Flava Naturals. Extensive research demonstrates the remarkable benefits of daily cocoa flavanols on brain and heart function, including a recent Harvard study showing a 27% reduction in cardiovascular death. But you need to eat five or more ordinary dark chocolate bars every day to match the flavanols consumed in most of these studies. Flava Naturals Performance Dark Chocolate Cocoa Powder and beverages deliver five to nine times the flavanols of typical dark chocolate. Their secret is sourcing premium, high flavanol cocoa beans and processing them naturally. The result is decadent dark chocolate with the flavanol levels needed to fuel brain and cardio performance. I use it every day. For more information and to order, just go to flavanaturals.com. That's flavanaturals.com. Thanks for listening, and thanks for supporting our sponsors. They, of course, are what make Intelligent Medicine continuing free resource to you, and we hope you find that useful information. And now back to today's guest, Dr. John Trope. I, actually, one of the first times that I got exposed to uh, uh, N-acetylcysteine 
as something that's good for uh, respiratory infections was I, I was visiting Germany. And in Germany, uh, N-acetylcysteine is, is a medication. And there was a detailed I was visiting a German doctor, and there was a, a detailed man who came uh, to talk to the doctor. And I, I sat in on, on the session. And he says, you know, here's some new antibiotics we have, and here's some new drugs, and blah, blah, blah. And then he pulled out something, and he said, yeah, this is N-acetylcysteine, you know, German pronunciation the same word (laughs) and i said whoa this is like this is available as an over-the-counter supplement in the united states and he said oh this is excellent for uh you know if you have a respiratory infection it uh, has a a mucus mucolytic effect thins mucus uh and it also uh, helps to speed the resolution of uh you know whatever may uh whatever pathogen may attack you yeah, absolutely. So, um, N-acetylcysteine, you know, is a is a precursor to the production of glutathione, which is an important antioxidant that's found in the lungs, in the liver, uh, and throughout the body. And so, if um, people might have, uh, you know, some general nutrition uh, deficiency and they don't have adequate level of glutathione, that will help facilitate that and um, and really help, especially. When you what you were describing about in, in lung health, if you will, um, and to, you know help provide the antioxidation uh, support that's needed at a first level of response. Indeed, and you know, and this may sound like an apocryphal story, but it, it's absolutely true. Is that uh, I I took a trip to uh, Iceland this summer, and you know, there's uh, the pandemic hasn't really subsided entirely, although there's a bit of a certainly better statistics and a bit of a lull, and so. Um, yeah, you never know. You go on a plane, you know, you go in crowded circumstances. So I, I, just, I just threw a suite of Vital Nutrients products into my uh, travel bag, uh, which included N-acetylcysteine, uh, Viracon, which we're going to talk about a little bit, and then, of course, uh, Aller-C, which is, yeah, vitamin C is great, but this is a great formulation of vitamin C, and then, along with uh, quercetin. And fortunately, uh, I didn't have to access it. <laughs> but it was there. <laughs> oh, it was good. like... It was my backup plan. It was my backup plan, you know, yeah. and I didn't get stopped at uh, customs. They didn't confiscate it as contraband or, you know, but, uh, uh, but I had it. I had it available as, you know, as, as backup. And they gave me a sense of security uh, because uh, whenever I get, um, if I get a viral infection, uh, I do take NAC for sure, uh, in addition to vitamin C. And uh, the, the, there's two reasons why I take NAC. One is that, as you say, the, uh, a, a fever, an infection, uh, really depletes your glutathione. Your body's fighting hard to extinguish the free radicals that are generated by you know, basically a fight, a battle between your immune system and the pathogen. Uh, and B, uh, I sometimes feel uncomfortable. I take some Tylenol. I, I rarely do, but you know, if I'm really uncomfortable or have a high fever, I'll take some Tylenol. Specifically, N-acetylcysteine uh, repletes uh, the glutathione that gets destroyed by your uh by your Tylenol. Right, right. You know, the nice thing about um, N-acetylcysteine, too, is is, is that um, its antioxidant potential is so good that it, it, it's also used as really a, an important uh, support of a detoxification or cleanse. Yes. And so, you know, the reason, the reason why I bring that up is it's a very diverse compound, well-studied, clinically supported. And, um, you know, we also know that something like 85% of Americans today have compromised liver metabolism that also then can accentuate the problem of a poor immune response system. And so if you can find, you know, a nutrient supplementation that has 
diverse and broad systemic support, that's, that can be really helpful and really kind of help create a more robust health plan. Yeah, and, and I was really upset uh, recently when it appeared that uh, NAC uh, was going to disappear from formularies. Uh, Amazon stopped carrying it. Uh, some of the more, uh, shall we say, progressive companies like uh, like yours, like Vital Nutrients, uh, kept it and maintained its availability. Uh, but Amazon kind of folded like a cheap suitcase uh, and, uh-huh. and 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 took it off their formulary because there was actually a, a threat of uh, it being taken off the marketplace. And, you know, in addition to being chief science officer for Vital Nutrients, you're also the regulatory officer. Can you give us some insight in, into what is happening with NAC? Need people be concerned that NAC is going to suddenly disappear? Yeah, so all of this uh, came about as a little bit of a controversy with uh, an, uh, an FDA Office of Dietary Supplement uh, regulatory review. And um, they uh, had identified or discovered, if you will, that NAC was actually an approved pharmaceutical compound, a drug, I think, back and first introduced into the European market in 1962 or so. Right. As I discovered and when so I was in Germany. They said, yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly, right? So what what they then said was, well, it's inappropriate because this was already a drug before the 1994, you know, Shea kind of threshold um, of, of a new regulatory state in our industry. And they said, well, it can't be a dietary supplement. And so Amazon, you know, immediately responded and, and I wouldn't allow that on, on the market. But the rest of the industry and responsible players in the industry had several meetings with uh, the FDA and other industry associations to try to explain to them that it was always sold as a dietary supplement, it had been in the marketplace already for more than 30 or 40 years. Mm-hmm. And the scientific support used of the nutritional supplement was, as we've been talking, has been quite strong. And so most companies would continue selling it. We did because we believed that we had strong clinical substantiation. And this designation of was it a drug and when was it a drug was really a very, very gray area. And so uh, we thought we had a strong position and still do today of the clinical support. Having said that, the FDA finally came out and said that they will treat NAC under regulatory discretion, which basically means that if somebody is saying unsubstantiated claims and describing the benefits of NAC that can't be substantiated with good good clinical study, they'll take action. Mm-hmm. And so what that means is, is that the industry can feel comfortable now that if we just follow the regulations that are in place for dietary supplements, uh, make sure that we have everything in place to make structure function statements mm-hmm. and don't cross a line of, of disease that nobody has to worry about NAC being withdrawn from the market. Right. So we're going to make, uh, you know, overarching claims like uh, it's a treatment for, uh, I don't know, cancer or something like that, uh, that uh, yeah. it can remain as, you know, we're making claims that it supports uh, glutathione production, which is an essential antioxidant. And that's well within the range of Deshay, uh, which is the current law that regulates right. communication about uh, supplement benefits. Um, OK, great. So I'm. I'm pleased to hear that, but it, it sounds like we've sort of reached a truce. They've sort of reserved the right to uh, take action, but uh, man, that, that just would be so horrendous because so many people, I think, uh, rely on, on NAC uh, and depend on it. Uh, take it as a daily preventive or detoxifier, uh, or maybe keep it uh, as an ace in the hole if they uh, you know come down with something. Yeah. Indeed. I think that's exactly right. 
Okay, good stuff. So uh, let's talk about uh, quercetin. Uh, quercetin uh, has been in the news. It's very popular among uh, supplements. I think its popularity has soared to the point where <laughs> for a while it was kind of hard to get your hands on it. Uh, why is that? What, what, what's, what's the new buzz on quercetin? Yeah, so, so quercetin is, is really a, a, really a great compound and, um, it's a flavonoid classified as a, a flavonoid or also as a phenolic compound that's found in, in particularly, um, uh, plants and, you know, and vegetables. And it's particularly high in onion and other plants like, uh, buckwheat. Mm-hmm. But, uh, quercetin as a flavonoid has really impressive, um, scientific support as an antioxidant, which also then, as we were talking about earlier, you know, helps support a healthier immune response and to help minimize uh, inflammation. So it'll help resolve the inflammatory process. So it's a very potent uh, compound that's naturally occurring um, that really plays an important role uh, in managing the immune inflammatory response. It also helps to inhibit uh, histamine release which could be important during, you know, the cold or allergy season. Uh, and yeah, so it's, it's a part of many allergy uh, uh, formulas uh, contain uh, yeah. quercetin along with vitamin C and other ingredients to right. uh, uh, act as sort of a natural antihistamine. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, from, from if you think about the immune system from the classic things that we might all be familiar with from allergic reactions to, to colds uh, and even flu, and into more serious inflammatory states or conditions, then uh, quercetin is really a very uh, effective nutrient uh, that can be used. Indeed, yeah. So, so that uh, I mean, uh, is part of a, a suite of um, sort of uh, uh, nutrients that can be taken in in kind of an ensemble uh, to support immunity. Uh, so, uh, good point at which to pause because we divide our podcast into two parts. In part two. We'll talk about uh, some of the other components of this uh, suite of nutrients. We're going to talk about uh, uh, vitamin C in a formula called Aller-C, and also uh, an innovative formula, Viracon, uh, which is um, uh, kind of a multi-ingredient formula that uh, contains some of the best nutrients that supports uh, immune response to external challenges. Uh, today's guest is Dr. John Trope. He's uh, Chief Science and Regulatory Officer for Vital Nutrients. And when we return, more on this subject, for more information to order, call 888-328-9992. That's 888-328-9992. Or go to vitalnutrients.co. That's vitalnutrients.co. Um, Dr. Tr- Trope, uh you couldn't afford that the final M on on the dot com, so it, it became dot co. Is that what you know? <laughs> you know that's 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 the new configuration of the internet. So it actually, I think puts it in an elite crowd, uh, and it's a little bit faster to type out, isn't it? It is indeed. Uh, except a lot of people. I mean, <laughs> I mean if you simply um, just put in the you know search words, you know vital nutrients, you'll go there. You know, Google it, right. or whatever. Use your search engine, but right. uh, it's vitalnutrients.co, Keep that in mind. But you know, you can't go wrong. All right. Uh, I'm Dr. Ronald Hoffman, and this is the Intelligent Medicine Podcast. We'll be right back with part two of today's discussion of optimal immune function.